Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. E-S-N-Y. There we go. Hey, Nick, how's it going? How's it going? Oh, it's great. We can't sneak up on our guests anymore. Now that, now that know. Zoom Every tells time us. we start recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zoom probably had issues with that. Because I don't feel like it, it, it was always like that. No, it wasn't. And I'm going to tell this story for like the billionth time. But sure. our, yeah, our favorite... Uh, our, one of our favorite interviews was with Keith McPherson. Uh, and the second time or the third time we interviewed him, we had pressed record like right away. And he was just talking and talking for like 10 minutes. And we're like, wow, like, this is really great. We're like, this is a good podcast so far. And he's like, yeah. So, you know, if you guys want to like work that in the conversation somehow, when we start, like we can, you know, figure out a way to get there. I'm like, whoa, Keith, we've been recording this entire time, man. <laughs> and he just, he didn't realize because it doesn't give you the notification. And now it's like, we don't get to have those nice like pre-recording conversations that we're having when we're talking about one of Allison's coworkers thinking that in upstate New York, he's going to get off for snow. Come on. Come on. Yeah. He legitimately told me, he's like, I thought we're working from home tomorrow. And I just stared at him and I'm like, no. Um, n- when, when have we ever worked from home during a snowstorm? I, I don't, doesn't make sense. Oh man, that's funny. So, how you guys doing? Good, oh, good. We welcome are aboard. fantastic. Yeah, welcome aboard. This is episode one twenty-five of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast, presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, XL Media, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. Uh, Nick, if you're ever in Astoria, you have to check out Rivercrest. Uh, my cousin Kira will hook you up. We got Nick Tyrell on the podcast, one of our favorites from Yankees that. Twitter, and a legend for the Yes Network. <laughs> actually let me just stop you right there do not work for the yes network oh but, for, the, for the yankees specifically but yes but i have not some guy help us out too. We, we work together but you know different umbrella yeah so that's i mean that's a perfect place <laughs> to start what exactly is it that you do nick because i know <laughs> you are very active on Twitter and you have access to all these great stories for the yankees but i still don't mm-hmm. know the exact parameters of your job yeah, so really, my job is, is, is one of the cool things about my job is that it, it kind of tends to change based off of what happens throughout the year. Uh, luckily, since I've been, you know, in a more senior position, we've always been kind of like right there. So we've been in like the same type of, you know, type of way. You know, what I mean, like we're we're always there at the end. We always have a story to tell mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the season. There's always you know, there's always expectations. There's all this good stuff, but <clears throat> otherwise, like 
other than that, like it, it depends if we're having like people's jerseys getting retired, if we're going to have people retiring. Uh, that actually was the first, like some of the first things that I ever did was like when we got Posada's number retired, Pettit's, Bernie's, like I got like a nice slate to start my editorial career. <clears throat> but uh, But these days, I mean, I'll get into work and do a lot of updating. We're always trying to keep our stuff fresh, uh, doing a lot of footage gathering uh, during the season. Um, really just, you know, trying to think of ideas, trying to draw inspiration from other people or whatever. But like my, my typical work day is always just not very typical. <laughs> that I love that. that. Make, I've, I've never does been, that make sense? yeah, I've never been the nine to five type. I like to do different things every day. Uh, which of course I do have a nine to five right now, which drives me a little bit crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's exciting. And, and, you know, you get to spend a lot of time with the actual players and obviously with the Yankees organization, you got some legends and I know you're working on something for Paul O'Neill right now for his Jersey yep. getting retired. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we, we just dropped, it's, it's actually a funny story right off the bat. Like on Friday, I was working on something. I uh, don't know how, in depth I can go into on that because it still hasn't been released yet but I was working on something and I got a call from my boss and he was like hey I was just wondering if you could like you know cut something together for Paul O'Neill would be like you know 30 to 45 seconds but uh it's not you know don't have to go too crazy on it but you know we we're gonna have to have it done and I was like all right so I got things together got the music cut whatever but I wasn't taking super seriously you know what I mean I didn't ask what it was for or whatever who's just kind of you know keeping it a little laid back and then I get in on Monday and I was like all right I'm just gonna finish this this thing and the social media manager came over to me and we were just chopping it up and he he was like oh so how's that coming I was like oh you know it's still a little rough like if you want to just take a look at it he's like oh this is pretty good but like you're gonna finish it today right and I was like yeah, yeah. I was like what is this for he was like I can't really say and I was like oh they're retiring his number. <laughs> <laughs> this was like this was like 11:30 in the morning, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like I need to change gears. I need to take this, you know, much more seriously than than I was." And I basically just like hunkered down, sat down, and basically just sat in front of my uh, screen for like the next six hours, barely taking a break or whatever, and and um, ended up putting that you know, the announcement video together and, uh, that released yesterday or two days ago. And, um, I was pretty, pretty stoked about it because you know, you never know. Like I went a stretch where I did G uh, Jeter's number retirement tribute, Pettit, Posada, Bernie. Like I, like I said, I did a rods retirement video to retirement video Yogi. When he passed away, I did his, his memorial. So that was like a lot in a little bit of time. So I was thinking to myself, like, well, almost seems like I'm going to be doing one of these like every year. And then it kind of like, then it goes in waves. So then that stopped happening. And then it's like, well, shit, when are we ever going to retire anybody's number? Like we haven't done Paul yet. Are we going to do him ever? You know what I mean? So, so you get a, an assignment like that and you're like, well, shit, you don't know when the next time you're going to do something like this is. So, so I made sure that I didn't skimp on it. Oh yeah. You got to make it special, even just for the Yankees fans and, and especially for Paul O'Neill, who's I'm sure a big part right. of the organization just outside his broadcasting <clears throat> role too. So I'm, I'm sure you've interacted oh, yeah. with him a lot. So 
I can imagine you might want to take it up a notch from just like, I don't know, I'm doing a Paul <laughs> O'Neill like tribute video or something to like, oh, yep. wow, like this is a really special occasion and like super important. I got to go all out on this. Oh, yeah, for sure. And now that's the thing, though, in the off season, you don't you don't know. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to cut no, you're okay. you don't you don't you don't know in the off season. like so I'll be doing a, a range of things from like fantasy camp videos to, you know, somebody's going to go speak for people and they want like a 30 second intro or whatever like it, it it's a very wide range so you really never know <laughs> so my question for you is um you know when, when you go to yankee stadium and you see the videos on the video board do you, you do some of those is that right oh yeah like, oh yeah those are fun ones i enjoy yeah, those those are, the most. those are my favorite <laughs> those are the the hype videos i walked into a place yesterday i actually just met um Kyle Condor I just met him in person yesterday and and we were talking and and uh my man Justin Shackle just walked walked in and they were talking they were like oh you know Nick Tyrelli he's hype personified or whatever <laughs> like, that's, that's that's a new one <laughs> but yeah I really I really uh I really enjoy doing like the hype videos trying to make things like intimidating show show like a side of of the team that's you know supposed to be like as badass as possible but yeah, that was my favorite. <laughs> I got to tell you, I wait for, especially for like the postseason, the hype videos in like the beginning oh, yeah. of the season. Those are my favorite. Like they just, mm-hmm. they hit hard. So I don't know oh, whether yeah. it's just the music, the combination of the clips and stuff like that, but something I definitely look forward to every year, whether it's beginning of the season, even middle of the season, coming back from the all-star break. I'm like, yes, let's get hyped. So awesome mm-hmm. work. Thank you. Yeah, it's also, I'm sure, a lot easier to make hype videos of Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, Glaber Torres than it yeah. would be if you were like the Pittsburgh Pirates and you're like, I don't know, Brian Reynolds? Is he hype yeah. enough? <laughs> Man, I feel that 100%. <laughs> like, I do, I do sometimes, you know, thank my lucky stars that I, that I do work for the, for the Yankees because there's not that many teams where you'd be like, okay, I get to go into work and I get to like, you know, use all of this footage and I, there's so much footage that I can do multiple videos with it and go different directions or whatever. Like, you know, one of the, one of the most annoying things I, I loved the 2019 team, the next man up team. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorites that, that, uh, that I've been, you know, working here for. And I gotta say it was probably the most annoying season <laughs> to work because you can't have these guys you know playing if they're in you know playing on the screen if they're not there so like we had like 60 guys and for long stretches of time so like we would have Kendry's Morales and thinking the RDH for a bit we would have like you know our third string catcher who you know whoever that may be at the time that was Higgy I think Higgy Higgy was there for a while and Higgy starts having some moments so you put Higgy in there and then as soon as he you put him in you got to take him out because Gary's coming back or, you know, you got uh, whoever was playing short. I don't even remember, <laughs> but then Didi comes back and now you got to take him out. So it, it's, I like, I could not imagine loving my job as much as I, as I do if I worked for a team where that was the norm, where that would be happening all the time, you know, but that actually was my favorite video that I've ever done was the next man up video. But I think, you know, that was something that we actually were working on that for five months. That was a conversation that we had in May. 
And then we were like, okay, just if we start, if we keep winning, we're going to have to have all these clips. So we were like bookmarking it and like going throughout the season and putting it on a timeline or whatever. But, you know, regardless of the next man up video, that was definitely an annoying season. <laughs> Did you go into 2020? Like, oh God, we're going to have to do this again. Like guys are going to be taking days off. We're going to be calling people up. And it's like, are we going to have the same injury problems that we had last year? I'm going to have to make like 4,000 different videos for the same team. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think that. <laughs> I was like, okay, we have put this behind us. We're gonna be, we're gonna be good. But then we had COVID, so that was that was annoying, you know, in its own right. Uh, but going into 2020, before before we got shut down, was actually uh, we were riding like pretty high because we had just locked down Method Man for the Squad Up video, and that was what we were gonna run in 2020. Mm -hmm. So we had to kind of like alter alter things up. Uh, a little bit for that uh but you know i was actually personally i just came off a best editor emmy nomination i didn't win but it was like the coolest thing that ever happened to me just like getting nominated for that mm -hmm. uh and like our our uh department got like eight nominations that year and we were like you know we were we were feeling good about ourselves and then all of a sudden COVID happened kind of like screeched it to a halt well you are a two-time emmy award winner is that correct that is that is certainly correct. Thank you. <laughs> You're so nice welcome. I had to, to throw that in there. Party. That's a nice <laughs> thing to break out at a party. Like, yeah, by the way, like those Emmys. Yeah, I got two of them. Two. Yeah, two of them. Two times, two times. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I mean, obviously, this this offseason has been a little uh, challenging because we don't really know what the makeup of the Yankees team is going to be. Um, there's still a lot of right. holes in place. There's the lockout. Who knows when the season's going to start? I was just telling James, I usually go down for spring training and I'm going, but what's going to happen? You know, uh, really nothing. So, you know, I typically try and go down for that, but with like kind of the makeup being so questionable at this point, it's going to be, I mean, when are you going to be able to start like actually making videos? <laughs> like it's going to be a while. It's tough. It's tough to say because we are a hundred percent going full, full throttle. Like we're, you know, we're planning on everything still happening as it should. Um, and we have, we're going to have like, I mean, we're going to have a really different team, I assume, but we do have a lot of core guys there. So we can, you know, maybe go over overboard on Judge and Stanton and, and Garrett Cole or, or Glaber or whatever, knowing that, you know, at the very worst, we'll just have extra of our best players. Um, and at the, at the least, we'd be able to uh, replace them as soon as, you know, they go play on the road or something like that. But but other than that, we're, we're basically still operating as if we're going to be doing the same thing. We actually just had a meeting about our opening day video. And um, we're pretty excited about that, for sure. Awesome. That no, gives great. me hope. That gives me a lot of hope. <laughs> yeah. It does. Um, I mean, in production, in production you, you really can't speculate because when, whenever they do make the, uh, the call, they're, they're going to want it immediately. <laughs> they're gonna just expect the executives or whatever they're just gonna call us they're gonna be like hey hit the edit button okay we'll see it in five you know we'll see it in an hour <laughs> yeah it's gonna be the fastest like, month of all time done, you know what i mean 100 percent. so they they uh a lot of times people don't you know 
appreciate how, how much time actually goes into it. So uh, especially from like the higher ups, they'll be like, oh yeah, can we have this by uh, next 30 minutes? No. Excuse me. I've won two Emmys. I need to take my time with these. <laughs> you cannot rush perfection. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously we know that, you know, people that work for the Yankees um, also tend to be pretty big fans in general. Um, mm-hmm. Who was your favorite player either growing up or even right now? Because, I mean, I'm sure you could still have a favorite player now. Yeah, so when I was growing up, as far as the Yankees goes, my favorite player was probably Gary Sheffield. That's and, a good one. And CeCe uh, was my favorite player, you know, while he was here and I was here. But Stan is, is my favorite player, and I'll tell you why. I actually went to high school with him, and he is my boy, and I'm, you know, good friends with his manager and, and his agent. They also went to high school with me. So, like, whenever, <clears throat> whenever the season's going on, you know, I'll, you know, especially early in the year, you know, there will be a rain delay or whatever. And then, uh, you know, his boy uh, Shane and uh, his agent Brittany will be just coming over to the, to the control room, just be hanging out, shooting the shit, catching up or whatever. But, uh, yeah, G, G is my guy. Huh. That's awesome. That's that little bit of extra info that we love from the behind the scenes people it's it's funny too because like i that's not really like common knowledge and it's so like like the odds of something like that happening is like so low that like i feel like i should talk about it but at the same time like it's not even that weird for me yeah in a type of way like it's not something where like i need to everybody to know that oh john carlson and i were friends like like shit like that and it seems weird if I were to have to say that all the time. Um, but yeah, it is like, it's, it's pretty sweet. I always tell him like him and I are the only ones who made it to the majors. <laughs> we played baseball together. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when, when that next hype video comes out, I'm going to be counting how many times Giancarlo Stanton has appeared in it <laughs> oh, yeah. now. Now I'm going to know I, the inside track. So I actually, it's funny that you say that because I actually do my best to make it so that he is always like either one A or one B in the edits because, and like, and I always put not just the big moments, but also like the moments that should be bigger if it wasn't him. You know what I mean? Like if it wasn't Stanton, like for whatever reason, people treat him like A-Rod and he is like the furthest possible a-Rod as possible like it, it, he cannot be any less like A-Rod other than the fact that the Marlins paid him a lot of money that's literally the only thing that's the same and um <clears throat> so I feel like I I do my best to kind of like go to bat for him and do whatever I can you know what I mean yeah you have to and that's you know one of my major complaints with the Yankees fandom is that a lot of times when you do get that superstar and then you know you see the highlights on ESPN of John Carlos Stanton in Miami he goes on a two-week stretch where he hits you know 10 home runs and you think well, that's what it's going to be like every day when we get them. And I was like, well, hold right. on a second. Baseball's kind of a difficult game. Not, not that oh, yeah. easy to play. So you have right. to take those two week stretches with the stretches where, you know what? He just doesn't have it this week. It's just not there. Right. Exactly. And, and the thing is, you know, one thing about him is that he does have a very awkward looking stance. So when he mm-hmm. doesn't hit the ball, it doesn't look good. 
Yeah, all of a so sudden, every JV baseball out. player is coming out like, oh, right, I, I exactly. know how to fix Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Meanwhile, he hits the ball harder than anybody in the history of the sport. But yeah, you're the one who's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Coach Bob. <laughs> right. You might I mean, drop down a butt. <laughs> you definitely see so many people just hating on Giancarlo Stanton. And the biggest thing that impressed me this year is just how he basically carried the team down the stretch. I mean, so he was, oh, yeah, he was on fire. Like, and I know they kept saying, oh, he's on fire. And then he stopped hitting hormones. They're like, uh, you know, we're not going to talk about yeah. it as much. But even in the wild card game, he was literally the only piece of offense that they had. Yeah. And like, they and weren't he, in Fenway. That first hit would have been a home run. Like, you know, it's just. Exactly. And, and you think like Evaldi is the type of guy where if he gets on a roll, then he's very hard because then he starts messing with your timing. And then he starts hitting you with the, you know, working backward in the count and starts throwing the splitter when you should be expecting a fastball and all that stuff. So like in that, in that situation, you come in and you just knock him and just hit him in the mouth. The whole game is different. And then it's like, you know, in the ALDS, we play the Rays. We didn't play the Rays that badly during the season. You know what I mean? Like, we lost one series, and it was the last series after after uh, the beginning of May. Like, we actually beat them more than they beat us. So, And they're, you know, in the playoffs, they're, yeah, they're, like, the, they're like the A's. Yeah. They're good in the regular season. That's, that's <laughs> that bullpen so, approach that by the end of the season, yeah. these guys got to be gassed. 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 100%. It's one of the things that I always like. One of the like hills that I die on 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 Yankee Twitter for sure is that people saying that like they expect to have won a championship, right? But baseball is so hard. A and B, it's like it's such a game of like if one thing happens, then something else probably gonna happen type of deal, right? So like if you think about fucking like uh, fucking Bruso, Brasso. Whatever. I already mm-hmm. forgot his name. Yep, yep. <laughs> like <if he laughs> Bruce Yes, happen, I think that's how you pronounce if he, it. If he, if, like, if, if, if Chapman doesn't, you know, let the ball slip out of his hand and almost hit him and then, you know, spark the rage of a thousand fires in this, like, career minor leaguer and then he doesn't have the best at-bat of his life and hit a home run against us, then we probably win that game. And then we play the, the, the Astros who were not that good in 2020. And then we played the, the freaking Dodgers. You know what I mean? We could beat the Dodgers. Like that, it's like literally one thing would have led to that. And then 2019, you know, the game two, when we just did not get a single call in Houston. You remember that? Like, oh, yeah. my God. Yes. Off the plate. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> that game. And, and so many, like, scoring opportunities just, wasted by like a low strike three call or like you know guardy would be up 3-0 and instead of walking you know he gets the strike call and then he has to do a double play something crazy like that and then in 2018 fucking gary sanchez almost took a walk off grand slam in in game four like all these little little things Mm -hmm. dd almost Mm -hmm. took the home run to to give us the lead against garrett cole when cole did not have it that game i mean all these little little things would have led to, to to so much even um, in 2017, when we were playing uh, in, in Houston and Frazier hit one off the wall, mm-hmm. it was like this far away from being a home run. Like, yep. 
would have won the series. You know what I mean? So it's like all these just like little little things. And, and really we just haven't gotten it. We just haven't gotten that luck. Since, you know, uh, it, it's funny that you mentioned uh Brousseau. Um, so I was actually watching that game. I remember I texted James. I was watching that game in Boston in my friend's house, who is a huge Red Sox fan. And like, we were just kind of hanging out with my boyfriend and a bunch of his college friends and they're all Red Sox fans. So they were all out at like the bonfire in the back and I was lying on the couch and I'm like, I can't watch. Like I want to watch, but I can't watch. And you know, my boyfriend came in, he's like, are you okay? I'm like, please go away. I don't want to talk to you. Um, and then, you know, as soon as that home run was hit, I just started crying and nobody knew what to do with me. I was like, don't worry, I'll get over it. Just, you know, you won't though. Yeah, <laughs> I won't get over it anytime soon. The, the wound is still too fresh. We're I mean, still, it's it still was fresh. Just... We're still talking about it. It's still fresh. Oh my God. You know, you know, uh, uh, that definitely hurt like so much because you, we, it was like we won that game. It felt like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. we won that game, and then to, to just kind of have it just snatched. It was like the night mm-hmm. the ninth inning didn't even have to happen at that point. Um, but in 2019, very similar story for Game Six. I uh, just because of the the way that the schedule was, and I think there was a rainout or something like that. There ended up being no travel day in between Game Five and Game Six. So somebody uh I think somebody who was on the crew had to end up going to Houston and the other person could not work that day so I had to to work and normally it's a two-man thing like one of us does the 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 game preview and one of us does the recap normally I do the preview they do the recap and um so I ended up having to be there by myself and I'm talking about when I'm telling you that I was there by myself it was a Saturday night there was zero people in the entire stadium normally there's security guards but there was nobody there except me and uh all the lights were off and everything like that and I was just watching and I just didn't think we were gonna win like I was so angry because that was the same game that uh Judge got doubled off first because of Michael Brantley who always gets lifted yes and he always gets lifted by you know for for defensive replacement you're like this guy really just did that to us and you know doubled off Judge who's normally a great base runner and all this so it just felt, it felt like we lost. And and then DJ has that at bat. He goes the other way. I was like, no fucking way. I get up. It clears the wall, like barely gets over Springer's glove. And I was just running around the control room, like by myself, <laughs> yelling, literally yelling at the top of my, I was like, yeah, let go. And I like ran to the, ran to the uh, end of the wall. And I like jumped into the wall and then like ran back to my desk. Like, ah! I'm like texting everybody or whatever. By the time I was like, oh, shit, I need to work now, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's it a rough was literally one. Like, it was like that. You know what I mean? It, it, you, just never, you just never forget those, those, types of, uh, those types of heartbreaks. And I just want to have that go the other way. Just, just one. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> 2017. The 2017 ALCS was that for me. That was game mm-hmm. seven. I was... I had just the worst night of my life that oh. night. I was, I, I went all the way into the city. I was hanging out with people. I didn't want to be hanging out with. I was watching the game. It, it was CC gets hit a little bit early. We never get any offense going. And I'm just mm. sitting there for like 
nine innings just watching them lose and watching them not score with runners in scoring position saying like this is this is the lowest moment of my life yeah this right here i will never be lower than this that well, was tough. and that was that was tough because we were like like you said we just weren't doing anything it was man. such a special was season like too it had beginning. title written all over it underdog yeah. like yeah. when are the yankees oh, yeah. the underdog never <laughs> and haven't been since yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, James and I talked about this earlier, and I feel like I have to mention this story, but so many Yankees moments just serve as core memories for me. You know, it's like you, you know, when certain things happen and you're like, I remember exactly where I was, exactly what I was doing. Yeah. So I'm going to share this with you. This is um, this is a big one. It's criminal that she's never shared this on the podcast before. <laughs> this is the first time it's going to be heard on the podcast. and It's criminal. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'll share the less important one first though. In 2017, when the Yankees played in the wild card game to get in and, um, then they were going to oh, play the Indians. I was like, I didn't have a TV in my apartment. I had like a little crappy, like old TV. And I was like, Yankees win this game. I'm buying a TV. I'm buying a big, big fancy TV. They won. And I was like, mm, I'm not going to buy it yet. Cause what if they lose the next series? And then they lost the first three games or as the first two games uh, against the Indians. And I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm not buying a new TV. And then Greg Bird hit his home run. I'm like, I think I'm going to buy a new TV. And I did. And they just kept winning. And it was the best thing in the world. So I have my TV downstairs. It's my Yankees TV. It's special. But um, when it comes to core moments, um, there was this one game. I'm not sure if you remember it, but um, the Yankees and the Red Sox were playing. And <laughs> James, it was a joke. Relax. Um, I know. The Yankees I just, and Red I'm Sox excited. were playing. Yeah. Yankees and Red Sox were playing and there just happened to be a brawl. Of course that happens occasionally. Um, but it was the one where, uh, Pedro Martinez threw Don Zimmer to the ground. Now, you know, when I was a kid, my sister and I used to watch games all the time. Anytime the TV was on, it had to be on the Yankee game. That's kind of how I became a fan. Um, so we're watching it. My mom runs into the room and she's like, you can't be here. Get out, get out. And she let us leave. Like she made us leave because she was low. Like it was just such a traumatizing situation. So I'm crying. Oh, My sister's crying. We're had, we're being, you know, pushed out of the room and my mom, like forever, forever. I keep telling her, I'm like, mom, remember that one time that you like, wouldn't let us watch the brawl. And she's like, it was terrible. I don't know why you wanted to watch it. So that is a core moment. Anytime they fight in baseball, I get real scared. So that is one of the moments. Man, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. It's one of those places I'm like, I remember exactly what I was feeling, what I was doing. And it just so happened to be when Pedro Martinez threw Don Zimmer to the ground. I remember where I was at when that happened too, 100%. I was you, watching but it then, in, in, uh, in, my, in my dad's, uh, in my parents' bedroom. They were, they were watching it and I was like on the ground watching it with them. And I was like, oh, John Zimmer just got thrown. A little <laughs> bit calmer big... than me, but you know, that's fine. Um, it's also like those like, who's, moments who's where- that big baby who just rolled around? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's also like those moments where like, you know, the Yankees lost in 2001, you know, worst moment of my life. I wore black for an entire week at school to mourn it. Um, But like they played on sports center for some reason. Uh, The song, wherever you will go by the calling 
can't listen to it. Can't listen to it anymore. I was crying in the corner. Wow. Like it was bad. Wow. I remember yeah, I these things. I, what I what I do for a lot of the uh, like heartbreaking moments is that I cannot watch replays, cannot watch highlights or whatever. It just brings me right back to that place. So I just compartmentalize it. You know, probably the worst experience as a fan of any sport and uh Allie you can definitely uh you can sympathize with me on this was the Tony Romo drop snap I have never been so dejected in my entire life I was so angry and one of my friends was there that I was a uh this was 06 so I was a uh junior in high school and one of my one of my closest friends was there and then my best friend was there and he's a Seahawks fan. So we were, you know, we were, while he was kind of like just going back and forth and the, the you know, the, the outsider was just stoking the flames. Whenever something happened, somebody would get mad and he would be laughing at them. And then somebody would get mad and he'd be laughing at me. And then, you know, he was just basically just like instigating. And when that happened, he made it like a billion times worse. Oh. So much worse. I don't mm. think we had a remote that wasn't broken in the entire house. <laughs> I had a roommate like that in college. I had two of them the year that the Seahawks and the Patriots played each other in the Super Bowl. Uh, I had uh, one roommate who was a big Patriots fan and also like very smug about it. Uh, and one who is a Seahawks fan who was like die hard, like every game, start to finish, rewatch it, watch the plays, break it down. And when Malcolm Butler came up with that interception, the entire room just went completely silent we were like oh it's going down now (laughs) yeah i was inconsolable bro i mean i guess the one thing we can we can agree on is that yankees and cowboys just don't break your heart emotional damage heartbreak it's just yes i don't know why i chose them um i did the yankees kind of chose me i kind of chose the cowboys and of course, I started watching in whenever that year that Tony Romo was did that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What did I do? <laughs> no. See, I had, I had like, by the time I was six years old, I had three Super Bowls. And I was like, this is awesome. We're never going to lose again. Little did I know. My dad. <laughs> the drought was coming. Set me up for fa- my, dad, my dad set me up for failure. Now, like, when I watch <laughs> – cowboy games with my dad like he's basically just like he's so out of it like <laughs> the one thing that I, I, I want to do is I want to watch you know I want to see a cowboy Super Bowl just so that I could watch it with my dad but I'm not gonna lie <laughs> he's so cynical about them I'm like are we even gonna make it to that to that point like he already he starts to give <laughs> up on the game as soon as we as soon as we don't have the lead he's like this is Gary Jones fault my dad is the way my dad talks. <laughs> he's, he's from like yeah. the, the, hood, the hood in Houston. So like he's got that like southern southern. So he's like, man, I hate Jimmy Jones. <laughs> I'm definitely talking about why Stephen A. Smith is right. Why everybody who hates the Cowboys is right. I'm like, man, are you a fan or not? <laughs> Honestly, I started making fun of the Cowboys this year, like before the playoffs even started. I was like, they're going to lose in the first round. They just do that. And I was like, you know what? If I set myself up for disappointment and they Mm -hmm. succeed, I love it. It's great. But man, I can never, I can never set myself up for disappointment quite enough for the New York Yankees. I just always think they're going to win. And 
it's been it's been a hard hard yeah. few few more so years and Brett Gardner is the only current Yankee well not even anymore but if he's signed you think he's coming you know, back he's, I mean I want him to come back but who knows maybe you'll be making to, his I'm retirement gonna, I video him, I want to I want him to come back too yeah I wouldn't hate uh, I that at all he, I don't know I don't know if he will or not but I think that you can do much worse for a fifth outfielder yeah. The uh, thing is, if or, Brett Gardner comes back, that's like guaranteeing that we're going to have at least two outfield injuries because he's going to play 150 games. He right, just is. Right. <laughs> One way or another, he'll get in. He always gets to 150. <laughs> I think we looked it up like a, a couple weeks ago, and like yeah. he's had like one season where he played less than 140 <laughs> games. It's yeah. amazing. Well, I mean, it's truly amazing. You, you need somebody like that. You do. You really do. It's got value. He, he really does. And and the thing is, like, everyone wants to get mad at him. Like, what? it's not his fault. He's supposed to be, like, our platoon outfielder. Yeah. Pinch runner maybe sometimes. But, like, he's not supposed to be all this. It's not his fault that, I, you know, nobody else can, can stay uh, healthy. Yeah. Listen, and at he's the very least, you're always going to get defense. Here. Always going to get defense. Right. And he plays – yeah, he plays good defense. He has – you know, his arm is getting a little – a little uh, al dente, but uh, other than that, I mean, he still he still covers a little... al dente. That's that's a lovely way to describe it. That's good. That's that's, that's good, the actually. only way I'm going to describe yeah. it from now on. Anytime I see someone with a noodle arm, I'm calling it al dente. You know how they have Paul O'Neill when it's like throws right, kicks left. You got to have Brett Gardner throws al dente. You got to work that that play into the video too. It's it's a must. It's a must. <laughs> Rose L. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. Um, you know, Thanks we're going to be, me. we're going to be looking forward to the hype videos and seeing what comes next. And I'm sure when Brett Garner does retire, you're going to make his retirement video, which we'd love to see. Make and me Allison's going to cry. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. you already know. It's not that hard, but, <laughs> but thanks know. so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Let's, Absolutely, uh, man. We'll have to. Back. We'll have you back again for sure. This was this Sounds was good. a lot of commiserating with the Yankees' failures. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't Absolutely. expecting that, but I quite enjoyed it. Oh yeah, hopefully, hopefully next time we'll have some uh, some some good stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully baseball will be back. Uh, thanks, yes. thanks again so much, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me.